Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert, Don Pizzette. Security specialist, Daniel Lowry. And Peter. Hello and welcome to TechNATO with Don Pizzette. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and today I, I actually don't have a Don Pizzette, but instead of a Don, I, I have a Dan and, and a Ron, uh, so we'll go with that. So, Daniel, how are you doing today? That's none of your business, thank you. Fair enough, <laughs> always the security expert, so you got to learn your, your phishing, uh, Good op social engineering right. tactics That's from right. Daniel. Nice. Nice work. And that is Mr. Ronnie Wong. Ronnie, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank yeah, you. We're glad to have you back. Yeah. And uh, we are joined today by our special guest, who is Chuck Everett. He's the Director of Cybersecurity Advocacy at Deep Instinct. Chuck, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you. And it looks like you're joining us from like the, the war room at the Pentagon, or is that your <laughs> kind of your own personal sock there you got? It's basically the case. Yeah, I've, I've been in cybersecurity for so many years. I've acquired, you know, my own labs, that type of stuff. So I like being, you know, my home, my home system is my home lab and, uh, Sock Center. <laughs> how, how many monitors are, are, would you say are in that room or hooked up? Um, I'll, I'll admit to 17, but not in front oh, of my oh wife. My. Whoa. <clears throat> I didn't this think that number like, would go over like a like Best eight. Buy inside yeah. of this. Yeah. 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 That's impressive. Yeah. The, the problem is 16 of those are CRTs. Yeah. So No, no CRTs. Uh, no, no, no. Nothing under like... 22 it's, inches, everything's right. massive. No, no, no. I, I, I had to put in special air conditioning just for the room, for this and my server room. So. <laughs> I want to I want to come over and like watch football in, in your room if you can get different things on all the different things. They're going to get you over that carbon footprint <laughs> thing here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to be doing the thermal scans. Like, this guy's yeah. mining Bitcoin. Like, whoa, this guy's got either <laughs> a grow house or... <laughs> exactly. A, a gr yeah, Wisconsin grow houses are common, so unfortunately, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so hard to spot. <laughs> yeah. The agents are out there now going, yep. It's, it's, it's the one spot joint. where the snow is melted <laughs> yeah. on the ground. All right, well, Chuck, we want to get to know a little bit more about you, not just about your amazing setup there, um, but about the company you work for and, uh, and your experience in our first segment, which is Rapid Fire Questions. Who do you work for? What's new? Who are you? What's happening? What's wrong with you? All right, so Chuck, we're going to put five minutes on the clock, and uh, we're going to go down a series of questions rapidly. That's the name of the segment. Uh, and uh, if you go a little bit too long in any of those, I will buzz you. Uh, but probably not, uh, because I'm worried that you can track me from your uh, spaceship <laughs> there. So, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we will just uh, get started. So first of all, can you give us just kind of an overview of Deep Instinct, what the company is all about? Absolutely. Um, Deep Instinct is the first company to utilize deep learning and apply it directly to cybersecurity, creating a, a neural net um, network to um, detect and predict uh, the newest and latest zero-day threats. Um, we currently have a track record since January. I've personally been tracking all the major threats that are out there. Uh, coming out from ransomware that have hit major uh, corporations, businesses, we would have prevented those um, with a brain of ours or an algorithm that's over six months old. So industry first, uh, I've been in cybersecurity for 25 years. I'm here because this technology is a game changer. Uh, what does your day-to-day -day, uh, look like as being the director of cybersecurity advocacy? Um, basically, I'm company spokes spokesman, company advocacy. Um, evangelist, multiple different terms, but basically I'm, you know, my, my day to day is, you know, I get up in the morning, I read my news articles. I look at, you know, posts that are going on, um, looked at, you know, security alerts, 
keep up my, I, you know, my big thing is keeping my finger in the pulse of cybersecurity across all vectors of, of you know, of IT. Um, and then, you know, of course, it's a lot of times I'm on the road. I'm on the road probably three to four days a week um, at speaking events, talking with with clients, with other stuff. Um, I do a lot of vendor agnostic stuff of, you know, I'm that trusted advisor because I've been doing this for so long. Um, I don't, you know, pull punches and I talk directly to, you know, what are the threats and what do you need to do to do with that? And I'll go in and kind of do a threat assessments and help, help you know, CISOs and CIOs on that. Well, that sounds like a fun day. <laughs> You're not busy at all, of it's course. All one day. No, now, no. You, you say Deep Instinct is the first to use deep learning. And I will say I've definitely heard of plenty of platforms that offer yes. up a an ML or an AI type of uh, security solution. Tell us exactly why is that chump change? And this is the new hotness, the difference between those types of systems with uh, a comparison to deep learning. Absolutely. Just at a very high level, you know, everybody uses the term, they're hyper utilizing the term AI. <clears throat> and artificial intelligence is kind of the big umbrella. In the smaller realm there, you have machine learning. Machine learning is kind of like a, a flow chart. Think of it as kind of um, you have your directives, you have your flow. And if this happens, you do this. It's a bunch That's of all driven by manual computation. You know, people have to put that data inside and it takes weeks to get new models out there. Deep learning literally mimics the human brains. It actually creates neurons in a sense and interconnections between things. And it's able to make decisions unsupervised without pre-labeled definitions. So building, and you have to build that. So you, there's a lot of deep learning applications out there like, like Tesla uses it for self-driving. Um, there's image recognition, language re recognition, but you can't take that and apply that to, the, to every field. You have to custom build it. And this is where we actually built the sixth recognized framework in the world globally for deep learning and applied it to, to cybersecurity. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. And so when you say it's like the human brain, you mean it only uses 10% uh, of its efficiency? 9% <laughs> uh, wasted yeah. computing. All right, so are, are you worried that at some point uh, your product will rise up like Skynet and uh, <laughs> determine that the only way to keep us safe is to not let us see any of the information we're supposed to get? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll put it this way. The human factor is always the weakest link out there. And eventually, yeah, I'm sure some, you know, 100 years down the road, something will rise up. But uh, we're not worried about that right now. It's got to be a kill switch, though. Yeah, I assume <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'll say adversarial AI is definitely something that, you know, the uh, cyber criminals are using. And that's definitely a threat that we're looking at today. Interesting. Well, uh, that might lead into my next question. So I was going to ask, as someone that, that looks at this stuff on a day-to-day -day basis, and you've been in, in the cybersecurity field for quite some time now, what is the the threat that keeps you up at night now? It's it's exactly that. It's, it's adversarial AI. It's, you know, these, before it was nation states utilizing, you know, machine learning to, uh, you know, figure out ways around defenses and figure that way around to be able to make themselves look like what they're doing is benign, lay of the land type stuff. We're seeing that more and more is trickling down to the common criminal gangs now. They're starting to utilize that to go in. They're actually having adaptive scripts to go out and look, okay, what are you running in your security stack? What are you running in your filter drivers? Okay, what do I need to bypass your security to get in as deep as possible before I'm detected? And that is, unfortunately, a game changer. Yeah, that that's terrifying. I see why. So I see we why just get to up. sit back and get the uh, like the thriller meme where we got the popcorn and watch these adversarial AIs and things like uh, Deep Instinct go at it head, toe to toe. <laughs> exactly. it's, yeah, it's it's cat and mouse, and it's just a matter of staying in front of it. That's where Deep Instinct we're trying to stay in front of that cat and mouse game. As I said, we're predicting things. I'm 
testing stuff on, on brains that are six to nine months old for zero day stuff coming out now. And so luckily we have that, you know, with that head start. Yeah. So how, how old is, is the company? Uh, I mean, I know you said you're like kind of six to nine months in, into the into the brain uh, kind of developing and, and building new uh, yep. new information. But how, how long have you guys been around? Um, they've been running for now for I think July was five years, I believe. Hmm. So gotcha. So, so, you, so. You, you would kind of just release the product, though, six to nine months ago when you can actually no no that, that's our la- that's our latest brain our ah, latest. We okay. all, one one really cool thing about deep instincts is we only release an update we don't release daily updates like legacy av solutions out there we release an update to our brain or our algorithm once to three times a year at most so typically our customers go three months without an update to the product and we're detecting and preventing because we train on you know hundreds of millions of samples and data sets we're mining the dark web, getting this stuff out there, making sure that our product and we're constantly testing to making sure that our efficacy rate is staying as high as it is. Very cool. Nice. And yeah. you know, I, w- I was paying attention, but I'm now wondering also, is that fish tank behind you just another monitor or an actual <laughs> fish? No, no, that, that's that's a real fish tank. Okay. So. It's a tropical tank, though, that's because of the warmth in the room. He's I'm got assuming. Billy Bass exactly, in there. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need <laughs> to have a heater in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That and my talking all the hot air. So. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Uh, That'll do it. Uh, all right. Well, we want to move on to our next segment and, uh, and pick your brain a little bit about a cybersecurity topic. So let's move on now to science and tech news. Stay tuned for science and technology. And now back to the anchor desk. All right, so this one comes to us from scmagazine.com, and this is actually something, Chuck, that you wrote, so hopefully uh, you will know quite a bit about it. Uh, So the article that we're referencing here is, no surprise here, cyber criminals own a treasure trove of PII, so your personally identifiable information. So I'm curious, I was curious kind of reading through this a little bit and and wondering, I know advertisers, for example, will, uh, they will go out and they'll they'll kind of put together these profiles about you and all the places that you've been and all the things that they learn, but they're able to bring all those things together. Are are cyber criminals kind of doing that as well, where they're taking this from this breach and this from this breach and and able to tie those together and say, "This, this is the same person and now I know all this more information about them? Absolutely. A lot of the, you know, going back to the, you know, the credit card breaches at Target and Home Home Depot, those are continuous. But taking like the Experian breach that just came out recently where you can find out that you could actually get anybody's FICO score, anybody's you know score. You can t- combine that with that other information. You can follow us and find out, hey, you know what, this person has such a high score and they get this credit card and possibly, you know, it's a platinum credit card or it's a high you know dollar limit. Therefore, it's worth more money. So they're actually applying that or they're actually taking uh, medical records from like the cruise line breaches and some of the credit stuff. They're utilizing that to craft really well-written ransomware notes now to try and get you to click on a link um, on your corporate, not even your personal, to get into your organization or your company. So they're using that for, you know, spear phishing in a sense. Yeah, I think I think the fallacy maybe a lot of people have, uh, you know, probably, probably the layman is is well, they didn't get my credit card number, they didn't get my social security number, so what do I care if they know my birthday? What do and, I care if they know, yep. you know, that information? But you're saying that that stuff can still be used used against you in, in yeah, a different it, way. They can get it from multiple sources, and so it, there's the data brokers out there that are pulling these multiples together. You buy two different databases, you get you know one piece of the puzzle, but by buying two or three databases you now have the complete piece and you can literally um, take over that person's identity seamlessly. Chuck, what what can we do to better help people understand that 
that it's not just, oh, what, what do I care if someone gets my medical information? That's not a big deal. Like that mindset, how do we, how do we change people fundamentally to understand that we must be more protective and more privacy focused when it comes to our PII and our PHI? And, and that's the problem. Is I think the problem is that with all the media you know, announcements around these breaches, stuff's out there. People have just gotten resigned. You know what? My, my information is out there. And that's exactly what I wrote around. It's, it's every time you put something into online, it has a potential of being re- breached. It, it's going to be exposed or they're going to share it. They're going to sell it. Cause that's a lot of times the fine print there too. And a lot of times it isn't the primary one that where the breaches. It's one of the third parties they've sold your information to. And that's where it gets breached. And those a lot of times we don't even hear about those, those data brokerages on the backside. And that's, you know, marketers pay a lot of money for that. Cyber criminals love it because they've already done all the homework for them, pulled it all together. So it's getting those guys, you know, be villain. You got to be, you got to watch your, your credit reports, your utility bills, look for that type of stuff. Realizing that somebody could take over your identity and absolutely ruin your life. I mean, it takes years to recover from an identity theft. And you always think, oh, it wouldn't happen to me, but it's happening to millions of Americans monthly. And I was going to say is, is, is our, uh, not our organization, but I guess our governments and our local magistrates doing anything to help us if that does happen, because like you say, it can be really difficult to kind of walk that back. If you have somebody who's gone through identity theft, they can tell you it is a nightmare to get that stuff proven that you wasn't you that made those purchases or ran up that credit and to try to get their lives back. Is there other processes being put in place right now that are helping people with that? Any kind of advocacy groups? I, I don't think of anything's majorly been done recently because, you know, ransomware and other things, you know, that's definitely with our local administration is definitely taking that charge there. Identity theft still there, but it's, it's happening kind of in the background. Hmm. So I'm not aware of, doesn't mean they're not happening, but it's, it's, it's almost like old news at this point. Everybody's just going to resign. It's going to happen. But just, you know, realizing how much, you know, it's out there. I mean, look at people with medical records being taken and then also combining that with being able to hack your pacemaker that's connected, yeah. you know, the internet things that's connected out there. Utilizing that and know that you're a victim. And then all of a sudden, hey, you get a ransomware note saying, hey, I'm going to turn your pacemaker off in an hour unless you transfer X amount of dollars. Those type of things are Mm, yeah. theoretically possible of happening right now. Yeah, it probably won't be long before they mandate that we have cyber insurance, just like car insurance yeah. and homeowner's insurance. Well, but but the problem is with cyber insurance right now, it's going through, there's three cases going through litigation right now where the cyber insurance are de- uh, declining, denying claims, if it can be traced back to a, a country that harbors cyber criminals like Russia. That then has become state-sponsored, which is a... <laughs> act of war it's not covered yeah. right so cyber insurance right now is starting to be you know losing its value that's mm. interesting mm. i had not thought about yeah. that yeah. so uh, i mean would you recommend using one of those services i know there are those companies out there that will kind of uh watch your uh your yeah. information and and help you get it back you know in the case of something going wrong or do you think that kind of people can do that themselves by kind of keeping an eye on fico scores and things like that well and that's the thing is it really depends on the individual personnel personal those organizations, some of them are just, they're doing things that you can do for free by contacting the three major, um, you know, credit scores. Mm-hmm. Um, they are more convenient and some people is a lot easier, especially for, you know, elderly or those that are just not, you know, internet adept. Other ones like myself, I, I look at my scores. I, I keep it out there. I use free services. 
uh, that are dependable and I can count on, but knowing full well that I'm putting my information there, if they got breached, it'd be the same type of thing, just like Experian. So it's another risk, but at the same time, definitely do your due diligence. Use one of those services if you need to, or be, you know, look at it on a regular basis. I actually get alerts. I got alert this morning that, hey, uh, somebody had pulled my credit report. I'm like, okay, let me see who that is and what's going on here. I wasn't aware of anything was going on. Yeah. See, that's why I, I'm proactive and just, I'm going to beat the hackers to the punch and I'm selling my own data. <laughs> yeah. At least you're going to make some return on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, or lock your accounts, guys. It's right. free. Most yeah. of you can go Freezing. up and you can lock your accounts. That That's, you know, if you're going to be proactive, you're not buying a car or a house, credit card, anything like that. Lock your accounts. Mm-hmm. Makes I like total it. Sense. Yep. All right. Well, uh, want to let you uh, let some people know about how they can find out more uh, about Deep Impact. Uh, Deep, I, I see. I, I knew. I, I know it's the movie. Impact. Every time it's it, like it, Deep it gets Impact me meets, uh, yeah. which was an awesome flick. So basic instinct. I still like it. Does yeah, I correlate like a, that in my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a Sharon Stone. Uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood with Ben Affleck and <laughs> oh, deep, the world. Uh, deep Impact was uh, that was Armageddon. You're thinking of oh, I'm thinking of Deep Impact is with Elijah Wood. You're right. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. the mole miner, Taylor Leone. Taylor Leone. Thank yeah. you. Hey. The big wave at the end. Yeah, give it away. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Too late. Yeah, spoiler alert on this 20 year old movie. All right. So if people want to find out about the uh, the website for Deep Instinct, uh, where can they go for that? Deepinstinct.com. And you said it's it's uh, all new, brand new? Um, the website, we just went through a rebranding effort. So it's uh, new look, new feel. Um, incredible information out there about our product and our services, what we can do, and how we can prevent and protect you know systems regardless of you know where the attack vectors come from. Very cool. And and product-wise, uh, I know we can't really quite say it yet, but, but something on the horizon that we want to look out for, right? There's there's some great media uh, coming out next week. We'll have some you know, a great a, a announcement, um, definitely coming out next week. As I said, unfortunately, I can't even you know, I can't even tell you guys about it. So. Ooh, but we'll go to the website, oh, yeah. and we will hit refresh all next week <laughs> there until you go. that comes yep. out. On, all check points out the definitely some, some some exciting stuff coming out. Bolo. they're announcing that Skynet is <laughs> yeah, it's taking over. I knew it. I knew it. It's going to kill its first person on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's that's going to be dark. I go dark. All right, well, Chuck, we want to thank you so much for taking the time with us today. I know you're you're very busy out on the speaking circuit and, and just describing a day in your life. Uh, yeah. Taking these <laughs> these 10, 15 minutes here was really helpful, so I appreciate oh, it. Absolutely. I, I love educating people and, and talking cyber, so anytime, guys. All right, sounds good. Well, we will uh, definitely have you back on that in the future. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the news from this week, so stay tuned here on TechNATO with Don Pizzette. Do you know what's better than being an IT Pro TV member? being a member for free. Hi, I'm Don Pazette, co-founder and edutainer here at IT Pro TV. Once you sign up for an IT Pro TV personal membership subscription, you'll automatically be part of our referral program. Then all you have to do is share your personal referral link and code with your friends and colleagues. Every time one signs up, you get money off your subscription. Sign up enough and your membership is free. That's right, access to all your favorite IT training, totally free. Kind of feels like stealing, doesn't it? Check out the link below to learn how to get your code and start sharing today. All right, welcome back to TechNATO with Don Bazette. Thank you so much to Chuck for joining us. That was that was some insightful yet terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. Uh, information, yeah. <laughs> Chopping mall. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming for it. 
What was the original name of that movie? Killbots. Killbots. Kill. Yeah. yeah, I gotta check that out. 1986, I think. I think we were talking about that in, in the break yeah. offline. But, you guys uh, didn't hear yeah. that part. Great movie, basically about what Chuck was describing. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. Is, is that what great you said? is a stretch? Great. I haven't seen it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be the movie critic that yeah, reviews movies based on descriptions. I've actually watched it, but I give it two thumbs up. Yeah, this Goonies sounds interesting. All right, let's take a look at the news. Uh, last week was all cybersecurity news. Today we've actually got some non-cybersecurity related news. Uh, well, this I'm one, out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel has no input. <laughs> this one comes to us from foxbusiness.com. Facebook unveils new name as company dives deep into the metaverse. Metaverse. Uh, so Facebook as a product will remain as Facebook, but the overall company is now Meta, oh. which is kind of similar to the whole... Google becoming alphabet, alphabet thing, mm. which no one says alphabet ever. So, yeah. but but it sounds like they are going to really try to dive into this virtual reality. I mean, they own Oculus, right? Do they? Don't they own? I know no, that I they have some Google sort of like VR partnership. thing coming up soon that they're working on in the future. But I'm I'm not yeah, familiar. Here's the thing about Facebook: they're the devil. So. <laughs> Oculus I don't, is owned by I, Facebook. Yeah, it I is. do oh, not okay. like participate in anything Zuckerberg owned. What you do, you just don't know it. You know, yeah. I don't. I do know, and I don't. <laughs> you're not. You're not on the WhatsApp. Nope. The Instagrams. Nope. Facebook Messenger. Nope. How do you sell the crap out of your house yeah. right. without Facebook Marketplace? I have what's called a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not your house. Like. Uh. The, oh, the, the crap. VCR that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I thought you were using a euphemism. <laughs> you sell the crap out of that house. I'm going to sell the yeah. crap out of this house. <laughs> oh, man, we are from Florida. This is, Florida Realtor Signs would say that. Man. Oh, I'll sell the crap out of your house. That's their tagline. <laughs> okay, but I work. That's the weird thing. But that's the old Facebook. Okay. Regardless, we're moving to, to this metaverse. metaverse. And do you, I mean, you guys never had a, a, a second life no. avatar no that's a negative do you remember that. that even i do remember it i remember yeah. i was at a uh, talking about that i was working for an insurance company i was like out installing some network equipment and doing some troubleshooting in the satellite office and one of the one of the agents that worked there in that office was like he was sold out he was marked out hard for some second life he yeah. loved it yeah. he was like oh yeah it's so awesome and he was telling me about it i was like uh, that sounds dumb. Yeah. I'm going to well, not do that. Yeah. I'm like, I, I used to have SimCity when I was a kid, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember uh, from a marketing side, people were talking about, oh, they're, they're going to start to do trade shows and virtual meetups where you can right. go and your avatar talks to this avatar. And I mean, there were the kids ones, you know, Club Penguin and things like that. But I mean, I just don't see... I. I this is short sighted. This is the guy you know yeah. that made fun of the iPad when it first came out. You know, <laughs> and over still here, does. So, and and <laughs> I still do. But he's over there yelling at that thing daily. And in ten years, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll be doing this podcast from the metaverse. Yeah, apparently. But uh, I mean, do, do you guys buy into this? Uh, I, this? I don't think so. Uh, you know, the the weird thing is, like several years, well, several, probably a decade ago now. Remember when Google tried to do their Google Plus, and it was every yeah. you know everybody's going to abandon Facebook and. Go over to Google Plus. I think this happened. is their, uh, you know, their attempt to say, let's change this and make it the way that we want to, and nobody's going to go to it. Well, how much so. of this do you think, though, is Facebook has had a really bad year? Month, year, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. even especially like Crescendo yeah. recently. Pay with no attention to the like, horrible things we're doing behind the curtain. They're like, oh yeah, I heard. Yeah, it. yeah Facebook has all this problems, but we're Meta. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, meta. we're meta. That's yeah. like Facebook. Didn't yeah. um, what was the um, the paramilitary company that did that? Blackwater. 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 Yeah, yeah, they're something. Like, now. we'll, we'll like, just change our name yeah. to something. Roses yeah. and yeah. daisies. Don't, don't look yeah. over Roses and daisies. That's not us. I mean, that's it's. 
Yeah, it's it's marketing, it's positioning. I wonder yeah. how much though this was like, hey, we got to rush this out because we're getting beat up right now in yeah. the stock market. And what's interesting, just it seems like they're trying to take all these different aspects of things that they own and do and kind of push them under one umbrella and just basically like centralize everything under mm-hmm. one thing. And they're calling it the metaverse. And then there's also something called the Fediverse, which is decentralizing everything hmm. where all your stuff is no longer under one centralized hmm. conglomeration. So Boba Fett? No, it has nothing to do with Boba Fett. I know there's the new... Uh... That way, well, that way you can't be like, you know, all your stuff is kind of... Yeah, managed and controlled. Right. Well, it, by it's one. not controlled with yeah. the Fediverse, right. where it is controlled with so the if Metaverse. So yeah, if, if you're hacked, you're siloed, right. essentially. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, if they yeah. if they get me in the Metaverse, I'm you die but, in real life. But even, the, <laughs> yeah, you die yeah, even their life. ticker symbol is going to MVRS, which I thought was like some type of virus. Uh, the <laughs> the Metavirus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, that's MV, yeah, that, MVRS. Yeah, yeah it a, does seem. M, yeah. There is a virus that's fairly similar to that, right? M, oh, MRS. Oh, MERS. Yeah, MERS. M- MRS. Yeah. A something like yeah, that, something like that. So I was like, man, oh, you mean like a physical, like virus. a physical like, okay. human I was virus? Think of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. My laptop has never mm. got the MERS. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if this name change is really going to help them. So Probably you know, not. yeah, it just seems kind of. Like, I'm sure they'll continue like to a make band-aid money. over you know the gigantic gaping wound. Well, and the, yeah, isn't this always the case? They they say, oh, nothing's really changing. We're just kind of rebranding, but you still have Facebook. You'll know, go to that, and then eventually there'll be less and less use of the terms like Facebook and Instagram and so on and so forth. And just meta will be used metaverse. Yeah. As they continue to push it be, out. Right. Yeah. They'll, uh, you, you, you lower the heat on the old stuff and ramp the heat on the new stuff until people are used to it. We shall see. I yeah, mean, you know, they've got the money. They've, uh, they've got the, the consumer information, you know, we're talking about the PII. They, they, know. they know our browsing history. They know what we like. Uh, so, if they, if anyone can monetize it, it is them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but this is essentially second life. I mean, that's what there seems like they're going to. Yeah. But I guess it's third by that. Yeah. Thing. I mean, and and second, in their second defense, life. you know, second yeah. life didn't have the virtual reality aspect. I mean, no. right. this makes me think of the the book and movie Ready Player One. Yeah. You know, that we're yeah. we're creating this. This nothing bad happened in that. No, everything <laughs> went great there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it seemed fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, until you took the goggles off. Well, the good news is that if I know anything about humans, is they never get like extreme about things. So yeah. I'm sure that they will use it as a In moderation. Uh, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, poor Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> tell, tell me about the bunnies, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I'm about the rabbits, George. <laughs> there you go. That's it. I, I misquoted. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, all right, our next article comes to us from Tom'sHardware.com. Don't like the MacBook Pro notch. Try virtual bezels, and and we're talking about the the notch, which was uh, first became a problem with the phones. Uh, was it? I'm not sure if it's the iPhone 10. I think is when when that came out. But basically, the little notch where the camera sits on the top, right. and uh, they said, well, we want to have the screen as big as we can, but we also want to have a camera. Well, why don't we why don't we just go around the camera as opposed to go just under the camera? And now I didn't even realize that that was something that was in the new MacBooks. Have, have you guys? I have not seen, seen one of those in person. One. I have not uh, laid a hand on one yet. Yeah. But now what they're saying is you can basically uh, do a little trick or, or when you go to get info, it looks like there's a checkbox to say, uh, put this under the bezel. Yeah, it's how to deal with the very fact that you don't want that notch there. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ronnie and I were talking about this earlier. 
it seems like it was a misstep yeah. on Apple's part, and now they're kind of going, "Oh, well, well you know, it's, uh, it's not really our fault." Yeah, uh, you know, it kind of comes off that way. Might not be. Yeah, it's a feature. So they they added this notch. They yeah. want to give you bezel to bezel screen coverage, right? Just yeah. like no bezel, uh, if at all possible. The problem is you got a camera there on your screen. That it hides behind that. Mm-hmm. So they did this with phones. They notched it out. They just kind of put a little notch. By the way, I've seen pictures of it. It is a huge notch. Yeah, yeah it's it, not because I was like, oh, that probably just takes yeah, that no. little gray bar at no. the top no, and no. has like fun. It's, no, it's, it's, it's like down into the half, application. Two inches wide. It's yeah. it's big. So the problem is, is now the software that runs yeah, on your MacBook, if it has a has a menu bar where you click Something on things and it. there's <laughs> options. Yeah. Your camera is covering that, and you can't click on them. It's like in, in Zoom meetings when the Zoom controls yeah. are covering the buttons yeah. you want to like, do, and people are like, just hit that. You're like, yeah, it's behind I can't. something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, you do the trick. I think this would be an issue if it wasn't if it wasn't so tall. I mean, the width I'm less concerned about, yeah. I feel like, but the height, because unless you run your apps in full screen, which I don't feel like a lot of people do, you know, you've got the, the toolbar across the top that's got your, your clock and all that stuff. Yeah. Where there's There is some space in the middle there, but... So it's strange that, you know, like with, with this thing, with the notch thing, there's got to be some programmatic way that they could allow like that, that thing in Windows, that little pin thing yeah. that allows the thing to just float away yeah. and yeah. then come back when you need it, and, you know, but I well, guess not. Well, I mean, so they're saying that ultimately software developers will say, well, this is the hardware platform we're going to run on. Therefore, we need to <laughs> we code need to into the fact yeah. that there will be a notch there and that things will not go under it. Yeah. So they're so saying the, at least that's, the what hardware is perfect. Right. And that the software devs for yeah, third party apps figure it out. Yeah. should just follow the times and make a, uh, appropriate changes, which does happen from time to time, right? You just have to yeah. work with this. this. is how it works now. And now I've got a, uh, like, yeah. so M1 chip, right? Yep, M1 chip. We want one M1 chip Mac, but we can't have one because virtualization isn't ready for prime time. Mm, yeah. And that's not a Mac problem. That's a VMware, yeah, VirtualBox, totally. whatever yeah. problem. Well, I'm surprised that the technology isn't there yet to have the camera behind the screen yeah. uh, somehow, you know, two-way mirror kind of thing. Well, you would think that, that and, and maybe it just, it, maybe that exists, but just not with the type of screens that are commonly used and draw enough power and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, Apple's running the same thing with not being able to put the fingerprint scanner behind the screen. And that's why, you know, they moved to the face ID mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, yeah, it seems like whoever, whoever comes up with the way to, to stick the camera right. behind the screen is, is going to be the, the next billionaire. I would I would just think that there's a better way. I mean, I get the idea of putting it behind the glass, but maybe I don't know something to where it's not in the integrated to the well, screen. Apple's never going to do one that like pops part. up or something. <laughs> no, yeah. no hell no. I mean, Microsoft would <laughs> like oh you you Velcro this to the lid, yeah. then you pour some gas right here and you start the little engine. <laughs> yeah, that's on its own engine. That's diesel. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the computer itself is a uh, is, is regular on lead. Yeah, that's just regular petrol. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, if you are a user of the notch <laughs> or a hater of the notch, I would say, I guess let us know. Go to technator.com. Uh, give us some feedback. Do you hate it? Uh, do you think that this is their fault or, or the software developers who didn't even know it was coming's fault? Yeah. Obviously. There. Someone said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where we put all of our. Yeah. Down. That's where all the best stuff is. That yeah. stupid notch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next article comes to us from Engadget.com. Roblox comes back online after a three-day outage. The company didn't pinpoint the cause until just hours earlier. So they were gone. They were down. Three days. Like three 72 days. 72 hours or so. And, yeah. Or 60 hours. 72, 72 hours. And 
didn't figure out the problem that was until like, just, like hour yeah. 69, yeah. 68. I haven't seen what they, they haven't said exactly what the issue was other yeah. than there was some issue with scaling the servers yeah, and for that the increased traffic, one. and it was due to some very esoteric, well, hidden, Don, complex Don bug. It was the central password store that was overloaded, taking everything down. But it sounds like a, a just kind of a, a comedy of different errors uh, adding on top of each other that uh, that led to this. But but Roblox, for those that don't know, is kind of a gaming platform. I know it's big amongst you know kind of the preteen age and stuff. It's kind of the the next Minecraft, but they it's, also it's have like, the pre-type two diabetes generation. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get them there. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, get them staying in their house, never going outside. And the funny thing is, people people were like hours and hours into it were blaming Chipotle. Yeah, because <laughs> not because of their delicious new uh, smoked brisket available now at your local Chipotle. Yeah, but, it does look uh, good. There was a there was a collaboration or partnership that they had done with Chipotle that was like thirty minutes before right. this happened. Where you know all the the ten year olds on this are going, well, it's Chipotle's fault. Clearly. Yeah, <laughs> that Chipotle ad got them. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. That I mean, there's probably people boycotting Chipotle because they couldn't get to their game. Um, meanwhile, it's it's you know the password manager server in the back end. But um, now, what do they do? They got to actually go to Chipotle. Oh yeah, and to get their burrito. I know they got to go and apologize. Yeah. That's what they got to do. Um, yeah, that's a sad thing. Chipotle paid for that partnership, and now they're. And people are just mad at them. <laughs> well, I meant the people, the players, the game, sure. the gamers have to get out of their room and go and do something because they can't get on Ro- yeah. Roblox. Is it called Roblox? Roadblocks. Ro- no, Roblox. Roblox. You are not in the Roblox? Uh, in the target audience. <laughs> no, I'm this. not. But you soon will be. Yes, your your kids will become that age. <laughs> no, probably not. Well, you won't allow them. <laughs> yeah, there. Their dad is a security guy. All right. What, what's gonna? I'm I'm malwaring all their stuff. <laughs> well, are there are there any lessons that 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 other companies that are you know they're watching can take away that you know even the biggest companies out there yeah don't do deals three with days Chipotle yeah <laughs> yeah go with Moe's yeah. always yeah. Moe's or Taco Bell it could be easily about, avoided how about the rollback of the you know previous because <laughs> yeah. I know nothing nothing the Taco Bell does will last in you for more than two hours <laughs> yeah but this is Chipotle <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying so they gone with Taco quality. Bell this would have been done an hour I mean, and a half <laughs> uh, <laughs> done an hour and a half uh, so I'm sorry for that man uh, oh man this is a good show <laughs> when Don goes away yeah, yeah. If, we, we really gotta ditch the, the dead weight right if Don watched these episodes where he's not on he would know not to leave anymore like, yeah. Don he coming does. in here with his facts and logic and stuff and we're over here trying to have a good time uh, yeah so uh, not a good time for Roblox and, and just goes to show that, that it can happen to anybody basically and uh, it take a while, but you're right, uh, yeah. Ronnie. Yeah, you know, why, why don't you just roll back? But if you if you don't know what triggered it, what do you roll back right. to? <laughs> to, to, to before pre, before before the Chipotle ad, at least. Well, right? but once once that Pandora's <laughs> box is open, everybody's like, "I want my Chipotle." That's right. I want the I want the free burrito. <laughs> yeah. What you do is you send a. We are not giving out burritos. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you got to pay double for that burrito. Thank People you. will stop doing it. So there you go. Three guys that. Don't know what a Roblox is telling you about <laughs> no. what happened to the Robloxes. Glad that could help. Hopefully this next article, uh, we are better experts at. So this one is from bleepingcomputer.com. Microsoft Defender for Windows is getting a massive overhaul. And so it's just something that I know uh, Ignite's going on, right? Or not Ignite. Is it Ignite? Maybe. The, vert, uh, the 
Mike Johnson, Linux but, guy. Hello. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, but this yeah. this actually came out on November first. So I think this is just right before that. But uh, what what is the overall? What is coming to Windows or to Microsoft Defender that we can we should get excited about? So they're talking about centralized management of Windows Defender now. So where before it's on individual computers, and then even if you have two computers in the same house, right, you still have to manage the antivirus and stuff uh, by itself. Well, they're putting away a portal that allows you to actually say, hey, I can get into this and be able to actually manage them all. So a little bit of a centralized type of antivirus uh, server that uh, allows solution. you to, yeah, solution <laughs> uh, that allows you to manage Defender centrally here. What else you got? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that summed much, it up right there. Yeah. Is that is that good? It's, is that good, Ronnie? Do we want that? Uh, well, if you have multiple computers, probably. Uh, you know, and is it just com- computers or, or I mean, multiple anything devices runs, or yeah, anything, Defender. multiple devices that Actually, run? So they're Windows. saying that it's, yeah. it's going to be ported over to um, Mac OS and yeah. Android devices. Really? And, yeah. So this is going to allow you to basically have an enterprise level solution and a home environment because we're no longer just like, oh, we've got like one or two machines in my network. Most, yeah. most oh, yeah. families probably have. Yeah. 10, 15, 20 devices on their network now? When I got like kind of the, the mesh, you know, the nicer like yeah. home hub and stuff and have the app now and I look at all the devices, you go, holy cow. Yeah, I didn't even it think about that. It kind of surprised you. Oh, yeah. You see it. what's connected to your, your Wi-Fi and you're like, whoa, yeah. that's a lot of what's stuff. What's this one called? Daniel's Raspberry Pi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 Peter, yeah. you suck. Why do you name it in the thermostat? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, I kind of scared. Like the first time I had one of those old ASAs, right? Yeah. That would only allow 10 connections. And then one day, it's like my daughter said, hey, uh, I can't connect to the internet. I was like, what in the world is going yeah. on? So I finally actually <laughs> had to physically count how many devices. Like, yeah, you're number 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to work. You, you, you need to take the doorbell, yeah. you yeah. Take the doorbell <laughs> offline <laughs> if you want to get, get on the computer. Yeah. No one can come to the house while That's you're right. using your phone. That's right. You might want to put that on sale. So, <laughs> yeah. so what do you think will have less people? Uh, there will be less Mac users eventually running Microsoft Defender or less Mac users eventually uh, running Microsoft Edge? Ooh. No, I think Edge is probably here to stay. They, they've yeah. made a pretty good but case on, for them. on a Mac, though? I'm, that's what no. I'm saying. Because you, you're saying this will eventually no, get Chrome, over to Chrome other will, things. Chrome will always be king on other platforms, I would think. Yeah. But, um, so so it, well, yeah. the idea is, is that the problem is that home networks, it's so disparate mm-hmm. that if, if Ronnie and I are in the same home network, we're like roommates or whatever, and all his devices, we're all sharing an internet connection. Ronnie's device gets infected. I know nothing about it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and now he's like, "Hey, let me share a file with you." And now I'm infected, right? And there's the, but if you're just, running something like this, right? Because you have so many devices, it would be hard to have some real Overwatch. But if mm-hmm. you have centralized device management, where no matter what device I'm on, if I'm running the right software, it will alert me when Ronnie gets popped, and Ronnie will get alerted when I get mm-hmm. popped, and we can kind of like, "Oh no, there's an infection in our network," and start to work on it and start to unplug things. Okay, that doesn't need to be plugged in right now. We need to triage this malware infection and then sanitize it and then allow it back on the network. Yeah, so I guess it would make sense for people with other operating systems and things to to use this if, you know, if three members of the household all have Windows machines and and you're the one that has a Mac for whatever reason, uh, it makes sense if you're on the network with them to to share this. I think that this could be really good if they make it stupid simple to use, right? Make it, make this so easy to install and configure. I mean, if you're running Windows operating systems, it's already coming with Windows Defender and Defender does a pretty good job Mm -hmm. of antivirus and malware detection. So, 
you've got a decent solution if you're now able to easily see when your other devices are are having issues and you don't have to actually be on that device that that will help the end user who is not tech savvy go well at least i know something's wrong i can go start to look and see or maybe take this to a qualified professional and say hey i got an alert on my windows defender that said this device had a, a virus or whatever can you help me and then they can or they can call you know microsoft for if they have support with them and get support there that's what it's all about the problem is is that you get infected with something and you never know about it mm-hmm. and it lingers mm-hmm. And that's the issue. So if you have the centralized management and it's alerting you and it's stupid easy to use, it's going to increase the overall security of everybody. Yeah, and they're kind of showing that you know you can actually end up getting somebody in by sending them an email or even a QR code right. if your phone. That's cool. And you know it just makes it that easy for them. Installs across iOS, Android, Windows, or even Mac OS agent, and then they'll get go. automatically enrolled into that dashboard. Perfect. Well, it says that, that uh, it's unclear when the yeah. preview of this will be available to test, but if you're in that insider program, which I know a lot of people are, um, you know, with, with Windows 11 out recently, uh, that uh, you will probably see it first in the, in the next coming months. So this got techie real quick, man. I'm more fun. Yeah. Done with this. Move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. Well, this one's fun because uh, this one comes to us from the sun. Uh, the sun or the the yeah. u.s this is the it's u.s like sun, the u.s sun, yeah, the, US well, sun. The, the dash sun yeah. dot com uh don't spell out dash because that would be a whole is that different a beatles thing. tune here comes the sun yeah uh all right the, the headline uh, i'm just gonna read it as it says <laughs> right. panic stations yes microsoft warns billions all caps billions of passwords have been hacked Check yours now, and and Daniel, you were saying before we uh, we started here today that that this is clickbait. This is absolutely yeah. clickbait. Why is that? Uh, because the Tell title, the so the title of the article yeah. does not reflect the content of the <laughs> exactly. article. It is meant to panic you into clicking on the link so that you read about this. This is not any kind of really new information. Honestly, it's just mm-hmm. a hey, I can word this in a way to make people go. It, what it seems like it's saying is, is that Microsoft has had billions of passwords yeah. leaked. That's and what I read. Yeah, it said that. Yeah. That billions. is not yeah. the case. Uh, so it's not ha- not passwords that were hacked from Microsoft. No, correct. It's not okay. even close. So my my Xbox Live account, fine. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, probably not. Still, right. But yeah. That's unrelated. <laughs> this, to this. Ha- right. It's yeah. unrelated. to This article. This article is all about uh, the proliferation of password spraying. All right, what yeah. is password spraying? Password spraying is where I take. Let's say that I know some really common passwords. Okay. Unfortunately, those are like password and one, two, three, four, five, six are some of the most common mm-hmm. passwords that are used anywhere. Doesn't matter the platform, doesn't matter yeah. the login. Mm-hmm. Somebody somewhere is using that. So they take those passwords and then they get a list of known or probable users and they try those passwords to see if they can gain access to it. That's one form of password spraying. The other fa- form is. I have a list of people and passwords that are known to be associated with those user accounts, and I try those on multiple different platforms. So it's it's just a uh, a fancy way of saying password reuse and see if that's a problem. Yeah. Because if Peter, you have a password of one two three four five six. How'd you know? On IT Pro TV, <laughs> and I know your username is your email address. Well, where else are you using that as your login? Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Exactly. Right. I remember. So now I don't have to try to hit lockouts on like a, a standard brute force where I okay maybe I've got Peter at ITPro.tv, 
and I'm going to go through 10,000 different password possibilities and probably hit a lockout threshold and it's going to slow me down. I'm going to get busted. People are going to realize, oh, there's some password brute forcing that's occurring. Yeah. I now know, well, Peter uses one, two, three, four, five, six at IT Pro TV. Maybe he uses that for Netflix. Yeah. Maybe he uses that for his Facebook account. Maybe he uses that for his Second Life account because he loves that so much. I mean, it's funny. I, yeah. I was I was talking with somebody on the marketing team um, the other day here. You know, so so we're not we're not the IT guys, and it seems like second nature. You know, to you as IT guys. Well, here's why you don't use your right. same password. But I, I mentioned that to someone of, of no, no, this is the problem because just because that breach happened here. That means anything you're using that same password for, you are now even more susceptible. And it was like a light bulb moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I realized like, oh yeah, I know that because I do this show with you guys. Right. And because I've learned that from, from being here, but would have never thought of that otherwise. I mean, if I look back to the things, the accounts that I have that are the oldest, right. mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that that uh, I'm reusing passwords yeah. and I need to go So that, that takes us back to our yeah. article title, which is basically saying, because of password reuse, there are billions of accounts yep. that have been breached because of the use of that. Right. That's what it means, even though it doesn't yeah. actually say that. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. It's a subtitle, yeah. which yeah. probably was the original title. The title. Yeah. Yeah, and the editor the was like, nope, nope, got to yeah. say billions. Yeah. All yeah. 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 And it, panic it, stations. Don't forget panic stations. Yeah. Got in panic different stations. colors and large letters, <laughs> so, so all then, caps. And so that is not news in the sense that this just happened, but right. it's, it's, it's news in the sense that we put out this report saying, hey, this is right. how big this problem yeah. is. Exactly. So the funny thing is down in the article, as you read it, it's like, hey, you can download this password checkup thing. Yeah, in your Google Chrome. Yeah, and then guess what? It's a broken link. Well, and what's interesting yeah. about that is it, so it's a plugin for Chrome, yeah. right? And Chrome basically says that it takes any details that you've inserted into a login yeah. and checks them against known leaked databases. Yeah. But uh, so you're telling me I'm giving my username and password to Google. Yeah. So it's like download this keylogger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like have I been pwned. This from Alphabet. Yeah. yeah. Alphabet. I like have I been pwned better because I can just go to their site. And type in a password and see if that's a part of any. And you're not associating it with your nope. account nope. in any way. It's just a password. Now so. the cookies on that site are probably able to uh, quickly identify. Turn your cookies way. off. You can do that. You can do that. Yeah. Or log in using Tails or something. They sound so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> or not log in, but uh, visit the site using Tails. Hmm. Or think, brave. I think people are brave. so second nature just hitting that. Okay, accept cookies. Yeah, fine. Accept. Okay, yeah. Get, get out of my way. I'm trying to go to the site. That's how, that's how all my best malware works. <laughs> Just click next. Yes. Just click that, yes. That's the name of your software. Yeah. Just, click Just click next. Click next. Brought to you by Daniel. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of next, uh, our next webinar is coming up very soon. Uh, actually, today. Today, Today. Uh, the day that this webinar is coming out, Thursday, November 4th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. It's a deep dive into Windows 365, understanding Microsoft's cloud PC uh, with the good folks over at Nerdio. They were helping us out with this, and they're going to actually show us kind of their back end that lets you um, access and and, uh, do all the administration for your Windows 365 uh, setup. So very cool stuff. Uh, But don't worry if you are watching this after that time has passed, 2 p.m. Eastern on November 4th. Uh, you can still head over to it2pro.tv slash webinars, same place you go to register ahead of time, and you can register to see the uh, archive of that, which will be up uh, probably the next day, um, late in the afternoon. So uh, definitely check that one out, Deep Dive into Windows 365. You should go also, if you didn't watch our cybersecurity incident response for small to medium-sized business that we did last week, we had a lot of fun with that, Daniel. We we had some, Freddy Krueger was there. He was. <laughs> uh, or Peter. Very Peter Krueger. 
Freddie's yeah. brother-in-law. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> this is half-brother. Re- related. Uh, His father started a new family <laughs> exactly, in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even know yeah. about each other. Yeah. But both burned horribly. Yeah. Fire. Weird. Yeah. What a coincidence. All right. And, uh, and same glove. Yeah. Uh, also want to let you know there is a free uh, AWS weekend uh, coming Ooh. up very shortly. It's November 13th and 14th over at IT Pro TV. You can sign up for a free account, get access to courses like uh, Certified Cloud Practitioner, Certified Solutions Architect Associate, Certified Big Data, uh, and more. So check all that out over at ITPro.TV. Uh, also check out technado.com, and you can submit uh, listener mail. You can um, let us know your feedback. Do you, do you hate the bezel? the notch the big notch um and you can also uh hit the big orange button in the corner that uh, says sponsored by it pro tv you can get 30 percent off the lifetime so here's what you do you go you get the free weekend you get some free aws content and you say that's good i like that i'm i'm, I'm smarter now and i'd like to be more smart uh so then you use 30 percent off coupon code and you uh you start the subscription there and you're set set to jet all right that's how it works kill bots was that the name of the movie yeah. again? The original. That's the original Kill name. Bats, yeah. And now it's called uh, Chopping, Chopping Mall. Mall. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Fantastic film, and I cannot yeah. wait to get home <laughs> yeah, and see like, it. It is not on any platforms. The Pirates Bay. <laughs> Only available at Blockbuster. Yeah. You might want to, maybe Daily Motion will have it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, All right. Bootleg. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Ronnie, so much for joining us and filling in today. And uh, we always love to have you. Uh, appreciate it. Any final thoughts? Uh, what? Well, yes, that I, was, uh, was a sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that does happen. Yeah, that free Chipotle <laughs> <That's> burrito. Right. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> Two. All right. Well, used a second life account for that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The second, second one. Sure. The second one. <laughs> I love that we have we have this expensive thing. Uh, yeah. You know, it's an iPad. We and that's what you wires, used it for. And I've used two sound effects today. <laughs> yeah. uh, fart. fart one and fart two. Wow, as they are called. Uh, because uh, it kills me that you actually distinguished them. Because I am a child. There's more than one type of fart, Ryan. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thanks for watching. Hopefully, Don will come back at yeah, some point, yeah. and we'll see you next time on Technado with Don Gazette. <laughs>